Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hello, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We got another fantastic episode for you. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on in Florida, a little bit what's going on with SCOTUS. No, it's not that hairy thing between your legs. It's the nine <laughs> assholes that control our entire, uh, our lives. Ugh, even that, it's even worse than the thing between my legs. <laughs> oh, that controls my life. <laughs> but before all of that, and plus much, much more, let's get into who's the fattest. Okay. The fattest. Wait, out, of, out of the three of us? Me. Okay. I don't know. By, by height, it might be me, Ben. Oh, well, percentage-wise. All we know is you're losing this battle, Irvine. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's called being impoverished. Okay. Well, let's get into the most <laughs> obese states in the country. It being Cinco de Mayo. Mm. I thought it would be fun because... As we know, what do presidents do on Cinco de Mayo? They loosen restrictions on Hispanics coming over our border, realizing what an asset they are to our country. Oh. No. Okay, no. No, they go to eat at Mexican restaurants. Yeah. Oh, that's Margaritas. Right. Margaritas. Seven years ago to this day, Donald Trump took a picture next to a taco bowl, uh, <laughs> and he had his thumbs up, and he says, I love Hispanics. Yes. Isn't that nice? And I know that for a fact because I was working at Vice TV at the time, and they immediately sent me to Trump Tower to get one of those taco bowls. And how was it? Well, Chris Christie had consumed them all. Oh, So I did not get one. Also, they don't serve food at Trump Tower after 4 p.m. So that was the report. That was the expose. Well, interesting enough, uh, President Biden picking up where Donald Trump left off. Uh, again, I don't know why this is stupid, but it is. <laughs> um, this is the most, as Travis said before the show, boomer way to celebrate Cinco yeah. de Mayo. <laughs> and you know when they go to the Mexican restaurants, they're salsa. Yes. And they have the guacamole. Yes. <laughs> Very fancy. I love the enchilada. They're good. They order it really authentic. Uh, <laughs> so President Biden, first of all, he confused everyone by saying he had a major press conference, but he didn't. Oh, um, so he's just like, ah. that's a fun bit. No, he actually thought he probably had a major press conference. <laughs> he did, but he doesn't. Uh, so that was a little bit confusing. After that mix up, he decided to go eat at Takara Habanero. In Northeast Washington with mm. Vice President Kamala Harris. Aww, so isn't they are that good exciting? Friends. I like that they're still good friends. What a wonderful meal that must have been around. <laughs> oh, I'll have the chicken. Oh, you know what he got? Uh, hold on. Um, let me guess. His, um, sta- his press staff said Biden ordered. Fernando, you're first. 
Oh, what does already, Joe Biden get? Very ch- Caucasian. Oh, see through with this. I was point. gonna say tostada, but no, it's not a tostada. Uh, then taquitos, chicken quesadillas. That's very Caucasian boomer politician. That's what I'm saying. He also did get something that I love, and it makes me miss New York City. He got a churro. Ooh, I do oh, love a good churro. churro. That's that's mm. very authentic. That mm-hmm. is actually the most authentic thing he's probably done. Yes, and then Kamala Harris ordered 14 shots of tequila. Oh, there you go, buddy. <laughs> we did you really, it, Joe. You really we did nailed it. it. We did it, Joe. So anyway, again, when you could be doing something maybe to help people who are in this country, some of which Oof. are fighting the United States military right now, as again, World War III looms above our heads. Yeah. Some of them fighting for their citizenship. Hmm. Many of them, of course, die uh, during battle and they are given their citizenship post-mortem. So they literally give their lives for this country. But don't worry. We're not talking politics. We're talking quesadillas. Yum, yum, yum. (laughs) Mm. Mm. So the fattest states in America. Intriguing indeed. Number 10 at an obesity rate of 37%, which I also didn't. That's not that bad. Missouri. Ooh, that's a lot. Missouri. That's a lot. That's going to be all that barbecue. more than a quarter. It's all that barbecue in yeah. Kansas City. Okay. That's okay. St. Louis heat. That's mm, St. Louis moisture. Yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to move around. You're going to be happy to hear number nine. We're not just going to go down this whole list here, but I did want to get to number nine because it's Ohio. Whoa. I knew it. Woo-hoo. And we have a lot to talk We're about. We're number nine. We're number nine. <laughs> Woo. Not even number one at being fat. Come on, Ohio. Yeah, baby. 39th in education, 36th in economic growth, and ninth in being fat. <laughs> well, the fattest state. West Virginia. Oh, Ooh. our neighbors. <laughs> Indeed. West Virginia, number two, Alabama, and number three, Kentucky. But I did just want to point out uh, another Ohio, neighbor. Come on, guys. Well, all of our together. neighbors are in the top three. Come on, Ohio. We got to step this up. It's the South and it's the Midwest, although yeah. Wisconsin did not make it. What? And I was quite happy. We are the drunkest. All of our counties, we have the nine out of the 10 drunkest counties in America, That's are right. Wisconsin. But they must be drinking vodka because we're on that skinny diet. Something's wrong here with with Wisconsin. I mean, your top three food groups are cheese, beer, and more cheese. (laughs) I think as the state's politics decline, so does the stress eating. Wisconsin, it's doing better. We got that one gal in the the Supreme Court. Court. Uh, We got a couple of things perhaps changing in the proper direction. Mm -hmm. You have a Democratic governor still. Maybe Wisconsin (laughs) is saying, you know what? No more stress eating. Let's put down the steaks. Put Let's the pick cheese. up the flat. Cheese oh. isn't no, you don't unhealthy. Put down the cheese. cheese isn't unhealthy. What are you Fernando talking about? He's a scientist. He knows Hold math. On. You can eat it if you're a diabetic. It's just protein. I'm what? not even kidding. It's you're not, not it's even very kidding. Healthy. He has a degree. You have a degree? Well, you all both have a degree as well. Oh, what? Yeah, I have he's a degree? journalism, mine's political science. Yours the only one that actually uses yeah, numbers. You have I did, science. I did read about proteins. And, yeah. yeah, he read about proteins. Wow. Impressive. Well, good on you, Wisconsin and Vermont, I guess, too. But but West Virginia. 50 in national health or health care or public Ooh, health. I always. Mean, I mean, it's, it's all because the, they're eating all that good, clean coal. coal yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> old King Cole's a merry old soul and he ate a bunch of bowls of coal. <laughs> you know the rhyme. <laughs> oh, anyway, happy Cinco de Mayo weekend. Hope everyone has a nice time celebrating with friends. And a family. Is it a big uh, holiday in the Hispanic world? Absolutely not. It is. <laughs> no. it's a, uh, why is this? What is it's now, a, What is well, this? Like, is it like St. Patrick's Day? Because no. here people yeah, get way drunker here than they do in Ireland. It is the, actually that is a very good equivalent. It's okay. like St. Patrick's Day in the fact that like the only a very specific certain people should technically celebrate it, but everyone else just kind of 
co you know, co-ops it. Co-ops no, I'm not it. co-opting it. I, this is my normal mustache, and I always wear a sombrero. But uh, <laughs> Cinco de Mayo is the celebration of the Battle of Puebla, which is not Mexican Independence Day. Mexican Independence Day is September 16th, oh. so it's a completely different day. But it's a Battle of Puebla, and uh, it's celebrated by a, ver- a border town. Puebla, I believe mm-hmm. Puebla, Mexico. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what it's about. But, you know, it just got co-opted and there's margaritas and there's sombreros. Oh. Hey, buddy, that's what capitalism does. Roll it into margaritas. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> Put a little salt on that rim and have a good time hanging out with Cammie and Joe as they get that chicken quesadilla. <laughs> Listen here, corn pop. Well, let's get to some news about legislation that has passed. Let's start with some good news. I actually uh, always try to, if there's something good, we try to highlight it here. This comes out of Colorado. Now, I am actually a fan of Jared Polis, their Democratic governor. I'm going to say also a big fan. I don't know if he has any chance on a a national stage. His name recognition isn't uh, very high, but I think for the state of Colorado, he's He's doing what he can do. Perfect. So he just signed the right to repair law. Now, usually when I hear oh, anything yes. right to yes. dot, 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 I'm like, oh, this oh. is about to be a scam. Uh-huh. Uh, like when Scott Walker said, you have the right to work. That was a lie. Which is what they use to ban all unions. <laughs> right. right. Because remember when we didn't have that right, right to, to work? work. <laughs> We're also going to talk about a couple of 10-year-olds working at McDonald's a little bit later on because they now have the right for slave labor. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? It's not as catchy. It's technically working, I guess. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So there's a right to re- there's a right to repair law. Yes. This is actually something that farmers have really been asking for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I hadn't realized what happens when you buy this really extremely expensive farm equipment. Thirty five thousand plus. Yes. Yes. They don't give you any GD manual. No. Or even an IKEA. Uh, you know any anything. To help you out to put it together if something falls apart. Not only that, Ben, it's a violation of warranty to even open it. Yep. yep. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because of this, farmers are costing, it's costing them an arm and a leg, mm-hmm. uh, literally in Jeremy Renner's case. Hey-o. And then also he almost lost his oh, legs. Know, Thank you, Fernando, for hey. looking at me like I'm a horrible person. <laughs> no, I needed that. <laughs> no, but then he got it. No, I knew it why, but band. I was, he was just, just like, like, it was oh, rude. It was, a, it was a snowmobile and not a Oh, not a it tractor. Was not, it was a tractor. It, I thought it was a snowmobile. It was a big-ass snow tractor. <laughs> oh, snow tractors. Okay. Anyway, we're not here to pontificate yes. <laughs> on Jeremy Renner's horrible accident. I'm not the one who brought it up. I'm more upset about his acting. All right. Well, <laughs> so farmers have been known to uh, miss many days of work because of hailstorms or whatever it might be. <laughs> that uh, harm their equipment. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Colorado also gets a bunch of snow. It's very temperate, uh, but also it has all the seasons that we are accustomed to in this fine land of ours. So because of all of this, uh, farmers have said, can we please, God, just repair our own equipment? Yeah. It's costing them so much money to go back to the manufacturer. The manufacturer, again, as I just said, takes days, sends somebody out Mm -hmm. who then they have to pay for, yada, yada, yada. So- this bill, this legislation now, again, allows farmers to have a little bit more control over uh, their equipment, and it will um, allow them not to miss days of work, which obviously can cause huge financial uh, hardships oh, for yeah. these farmers who are already working on razor-thin margins. Yes, exactly. In fact, I heard NPR doing a great story on this exact issue last year. Uh, there's a lot of farmers who are fighting for a right to repair at the federal level. 
So as of now, the state-by-state basis is basically what they have to go for instead. And so it's nice that Colorado, again, leading the way and Mm -hmm. the way Mm -hmm. Colorado has on a bunch of issues, Mm. social and otherwise. But this is economic in nature, but it's specifically, again, about those farmers because what I got from the NPR piece that they did was John Deere and these yes, similar companies exactly. really screw over, especially, again, those small yep. form- farmers as opposed to your corporate farmers. And what's interesting about this, you would actually almost think this would be a, rep- a Republican bill. Not in this case at all. Democrats are the ones spearheading this. Yeah, Many Republicans, as we know with both sides, but specifically Republicans in this case, are bought and sold by large corporations. So the proposal left some GOP lawmakers stuck between their farming constituents right. yes. and, of course, their oligarch. Their owners. Uh, their owners. Their owners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Such yeah. as people uh, like John Deere or institutions, companies like John Deere. They've also, and this is kind of ironic, coming from Republicans in this case, have said we're a little bit worried that farmers are going to change up their equipment and illegally crank the horsepower. Oh. So this is about emissions. It's oh, not. No, my it's God. not. Wait, no, Republicans not. care about emissions? Not quite. Oh, no, no, no. Right now they do. Okay. This is why politics makes everyone's freaking eyes bleed. <laughs> so in this bizarre world that we're living in, hmm. They are concerned, again, that equipment owners are going to jack up their horsepower and bypass emissions control. Uh, this would also put operators' safety and the environment at Ooh. risk. What Suddenly they care about Suddenly. safety. What? Hold on. <laughs> it's also like, where were you on Monsanto? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Please, Another God. company that completely screws over small farmers. Exactly. Absolutely. They own the seeds. Right. They own everything. If one of your seeds goes in your buddy's farm land, you can be in trouble. So, yeah. So just think of the predicament farmers have been in. You don't own the seeds you grow. Mm-hmm. You can't repair your tractor that exactly. you buy. I mean, no wonder we're literally starving and having to import food and the crisis and we're seeing. Consumer-based economy. Absolutely. And that is another area where farmers are very concerned is uh, immigrant labor. Because, again, mm-hmm. it's just that farm work. That's the only way. So farmers have also been begging at the federal level to reform the immigration just laws. Just let these people so, work for us. Because they're yes. saying that up to like one third of the food that we actually grow doesn't even make the market anymore because mm-hmm. no one's picking it and preparing it to get there. And, of course, you have the Sarah Huckabee Sanders of the world saying, well, let's skirt around that by hiring nine-year-olds right. to work the fields. <laughs> According to Republican state rep Matt Soper, he's against this. He says... Forcing a business to disclose trade secrets, software, oh, and jeopardize whatever. consumer safety okay. is poor public policy. Right, this is hyperbolic, sir. What's the fucking trade secret, John Deere? <laughs> <laughs> We're out a tractor turns on and it goes. <laughs> and the secret? And then it turns off. Okay. <laughs> the secret is crime. <laughs> oh, fun. John Deere did not respond uh, to this legislation yet, but mm. I'm sure that they will have something to say. This is what Polis said. Again, he's the governor. He says this bill will save farmers and ranchers time and money and support the free market in repair before Boom. explaining, before exclaiming first in the nation. Yes. So it. Colorado, once again, first in the nation. Absolutely. And uh, in my opinion, once again, for a positive reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Colorado is the first state to legalize marijuana for a recreational adult use. And now they are moving the needle again on farmers' rights, basically. And again, Absolutely. this is why Jared Polis, who, again, he's a Democratic governor, but he's reelected so handedly because he does things like this that appeases the farming, farming communities and the farmer constituents. Mm-hmm. So good and on him. Absolutely. And it's uh, I didn't realize the farmer. I didn't know that until now. 
that farmers weren't allowed to uh, <laughs> fix their own equipment. That's ridiculous, what is right? Stupid. I- I had only, Stupid rule. I had so only heard it on fr- yeah. on that NPR, and I was again. You're just kind of like your mind's kind of blown. Like why? On what how you- like small farmers get so screwed again. Monsanto, John Deere, and it's kind of nice because I actually believe that the Department of Agriculture under Joe Biden, the Biden administration, they are moving the needle to help small farmers more than so. corporate farmers. Yeah, I, I, I was so. I was on the other end. I thought everybody knew that that's how it worked in the farms, no. you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's so crazy about it. We don't talk about it because it's standard procedure on this mm-hmm. end and you guys don't and you know, beautiful for them, beautiful. It's yeah. also been very difficult for the farmers because there is a lot of buying up of US lands right now from, you know, <laughs> yes. mostly China, but also if you want to see money laundering in real time, New York City real estate mm. all over the place, there was this uh apartment unit or hotel unit, whatever it was supposed to be, it never opened massive, almost an entire square city block right right on Metropolitan Avenue. Uh, I believe it was the Chinese oligarch class that did that bought that created that. And of course, that's just for money laundering because real estate's a great place to hide your cash. Uh, Put it in, uh, you know, hide in plain sight. Oh, yes. Which is exactly what they do. So there's also a lot of farmland being scooped up from foreign entities. And if you're a farmer, man, that's really scary stuff. Yes. That's your livelihood. And uh, I'm not uh, I don't necessarily think it's a good thing at all. Well, and another area where farmers, again, may lean more democratic than they have in the past is with the environment, because that is yet another area where it's like you need quality water. Absolutely. You need uh, there's even farmers who are fighting to get solar panels and uh, windmills on their land, which they should be able to do so legally because it's their land. Mm-hmm. And now they're facing pressure from communities that are trying to ban the wind power and solar power and things like that. Unbelievable. So, farmers just kind of caught in the crosshairs. They really are. And that's extremely unfortunate. And uh, as a nation, you know, most food doesn't grow in a bag labeled Lay's. Uh, it would be good if we got a little bit back, back to some good old fashioned mm, right, right. Farm fresh. Oh, farmers, foods. farmers markets are great. Glad that those are are back now that COVID's uh, completely over. And you can find yourself a pretty saucy cucumber. Well, <laughs> let's see. So talking about McDonald's. Hey, let's cucumbers covered in sauce. Oh, that's not <laughs> sauce, my friend. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Speaking of sauce, McDonald's. Mm, Special sauce. The Szechuan. A McDonald's franchise (laughs) in Louisville, Kentucky has been fined. After two 10-year-old children were discovered working at the fast food joint uh, until... 2 a.m. Now, when we say working, it needs to be under air quotes because working implies they're getting paid. Oh, no. Not these kids. What? No, no, no. The U.S. Department of Labor, uh, they have said that Bauer Food LLC, which owns and operates 10 McDonald's franchise locations, employed the two 10-year-olds but did not pay them for work. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Wait, what? 
The miners were allegedly made to prepare and distribute food, food orders, clean the store, work at the drive through window, and operate a cash register. Now, if this was a situation where they were doing this for an hour, one day to learn how to make, how to do it. Well, uh, McDonald's okay. experience. I'm okay, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Even for 10-year-olds, like, it should just be like, take your 10-year-old to work day. Sure. And that's it. Um, apparently, they were also permitted to operate a deep fryer, what? which you're not supposed to do until you're the age of 16 on account that it fries deeply. Burn, burn, burn you up. Uh, uh. This is even more disgusting because, again, this isn't uh, some McDonald's or fast food restaurants, ironically, are small businesses mm -hmm. because right. sometimes pers a person will just own off franchise mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, that'll almost be, you know, a little small business of their own. But Bauer Foods, they own 10 as I said earlier, of, of these McDonald's. They reportedly have hired 22 other miners under the age of 16, and uh, that is also now being investigated. Wow. The owner of the offending franchise's Sean Bauer told T CBS News that the two 10-year-olds were in a McDonald's restaurant visiting their parent, who works as a night manager, hmm. um, but he says that they were not authorized to be behind the line. Uh, he claimed to be unaware of any work-related duties hmm. performed by said 10-year-olds. So they perhaps were there with their parents, and then their parents are like, hey, those fries are done. Why don't you get over there? <sighs> it's like, you know, when you're mowing, the your dad's mowing the lawn, and he's like, yeah, there's a little patch over there. Why don't you take over? And then he sits down and drinks a beer. And I also just don't believe him for one second. Yeah. Um, according to... Um, the U.S. Department of Labor, it has also identified Archway Richwood, LLC. That's a Kentucky-based franchise. They have 27 McDonald's locations. They have allowed 242 minors between the ages Whoa. of 14 and 15 to work uh, legally, to work illegally, um, because, of course, the hours that they were working were not acceptable for children. Wow. So that's what happens when you no longer have a steady workforce. Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> because, again, of the uh, bizarre, arcane United States immigration policies. Mm -hmm. It's well, bizarre, isn't it? Now we have children working. Is this the future that you want? Oh, my God. I guess also you force force them to be born. Uh -huh. Then you force them right? to work. Yeah. Right. And then boom. And then they start yapping, yapping, yapping. And you replace them with a robot. <laughs> okay. There you go. I'm very disappointed with my neighbors to the south in Kentucky. I mean, again, A... They're the third fattest state, and now <laughs> B, they're making ten year olds work. And then what? Two hundred and forty. This also in Kentucky, a Kentucky franchise, yes, and twenty seven different McDonald's. Again, very disappointing. We've covered it on this show before, but it feels like we're entering uh, the new Gilded Age, really, because at the end Ugh. of the eighteen hundreds, eighteen nineties, read about it. You can Google it. The Gilded Age was when the wealth inequality was so extreme. You had all the robber barons, the steel barons, the train barons, I the oil barons. Gilded Age would be fun. No, it was very bad. It was very bad because then in the early 1900s, that's when you had all these children working in factories. I mean, we're just history repeating at this mm -hmm. point. And you had the muckraking journalists and Upton Sinclair who exposed all of those conditions. And then everything got fixed by the Teddy Roosevelt's and mm. the Eugene Debs's who did all the protests and the populist and the progressive movements. And everything got fixed by the time Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president. And now it's all been undone and we're here again. Yes. <laughs> we made it. Perfect. It's just a little bit of history repeating. I think America's been made great again. Mm. This is Gilded Age B. Gilded Age yeah. 2. Beta. That, that's maybe. Uh, that's, uh, what, uh, that's what Trump meant when he said make America great again. Like, <laughs> the 1890s were it. 
I love Hispanics. <laughs> Man, that picture of him next to the taco bowl. I do love a good taco bowl. Though. Yeah, but not for You can eat Trump the whole town. thing. I like that. You, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know. can eat the bowl. Yeah. Oh, it's so well, good. Mm, no they matter. Also, well, when I went to eat at a place called Tequilas. It was very good. Ooh, that's And I got the guacamole, and it comes in a little portable. It's a little Ooh. chip, and you can eat it all. Oh, my God. Just take it with you. Mm. I put it in my pocket. <laughs> no matter how you mix slice it, it's bad. Here we go. <laughs> Fernando. Fernando take. It's the biggest holiday of the year for Fernando, and he's coming in with some humor. <laughs> That's racist, man. Oh. I hate Cinco. No, just kidding. Um, I love I Cinco de Mayo. I, I thank I, you for explaining it no, to no, me. No. I, I didn't know. I'm going to drink a margarita. Don't you worry. Oh, good. But, but even if, like, say there was a parent there and they brought their kids to work, that just means they're not getting paid enough to get, you know, like, child care. Yeah. It's it's all of it. No matter how you mix slice it is what I'm getting at. It's no, a trickle yeah. down <laughs> as shit. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And for the guy to be like, maybe it's the parents' fault. It's like, ex- Why to your the point. Parent, yeah. Well, and keep in mind, another part that got lost post-COVID uh, was the Biden administration had to basically compromise with Kentucky's own Mitch McConnell, where they mm. took away the federal child care tax credit, which right. helped a lot of parents, single parents especially, have money to take care of their kids. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just screwing farmers and working class people over. And as I alluded to, McDonald's are going employee less more yeah. and more. And uh, you get the feeling that a lot of these places are just going to be like, well, fuck it. Oh my God. Then fine. Then it's all just going to be a computer screen. And yeah. I guess you need, what, one worker to deliver the goods? Just to make sure the robots don't freak out. And right, right. You don't need shoot anybody. Or, what, if one of the, what if one of the robots becomes a vegan? Oh, my God. I hope they have right to repair for McDonald's <laughs> oh robots. Dude, Jared do Polis, n- Do us. not even play because that you know that's the next frontier. That's the next You're forced fr- to hire a robot, but you can't repair the robot. you can't fix the yes. robot. Oh, my well, God. Technically, that'll be a good job for someone. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> let's go on to some laws that fucking suck oh. and that are ridiculously stupid. On the heels of neo Nazis marching outside of an Ohio drag show, which I didn't know if it was real at first. I was like, is there's 10 of them. Uh, they are definitely the ninth fattest of all the hate groups. Yeah. Um, And they wore costumes. They they wore wore costumes. (laughs) They drove for miles to this drag show to protest while wearing costumes. And then they did coordinated movements. (laughs) Just become drag queens, Nazis. And you can see how dumpy they are, even though they're wearing what I wear, which is only black shirts. (laughs) And you can just see the soft pudding-like bodies. As a matter of fact, I think DeSantis fingered them. Hello. Um, Yeah, they only lasted for 30 minutes. That was the other funny thing. Because shout out to Land Grant Brewing. It's one of my favorite breweries there in Columbus, Ohio. They just turned up the music. And people just held up blankets and blocked the Nazis. Yeah, it was like a dozen Nazis. Nazis. And then no, and then the Nazis were like, well, then I guess. So they piled into a U-Haul, which is illegal, and then sped off. <laughs> and the cops didn't chase them or anything. Nazis in Ohio, man. Dumpiest Nazis in town. Sounds like they're cosplaying as people trying to cross the border. What are yeah, they even it's doing? something strange going on. Oh, let's all get into a U-Haul. And they have their stupid fucking red sunglasses. And, and, uh, and you know they're color coordinated? Do they see them? They're like, it's like red and black. It's our school colors. It's our uniforms. Tim, Tim, you're wearing blue glasses, Tim. Oh, hell, I screwed it up. I'm going. I'll be in the U-Haul. Y'all take care. We're wearing. Y'all got this. Oh, Tim, we're wearing our red glasses. And I mean this how we used to say it in the 90s, but they are so gay. They're so <laughs> get them, get them. I also wanted to keep on. What's than going to a drag show? Going to a drag show to protest, right? In costume, <laughs> in costume, in coordinated movements with your buddies. And also, you don't even drag shows aren't even necessarily gay. 
No, exactly. It's old vaudeville. It's it, theater. It's been happening since the Shakespearean era. Absolutely. I mean, again, shout out to Land Grant and Kaleidoscope Youth Center. It's one of the best organizations to help support uh, LGBTQ youth. And that's what they were raising money for. So go find them online and make a donation. Uh, well, speaking of DeSantis and the youth. So an expansion, this mm. is going to Florida, an expansion of the Florida law critics have dubbed the don't say gay bill has passed the state Senate. The vote was 27 to 12 because mm. there's nothing else going on in Florida. Yeah. Uh, it is now going to the desk. Of DeSantis, this the expansion of quote the parental rights and education measure will include a ban on classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity through eighth grade. Uh, last year's bill only went through third grade, oh. and naturally, the next step will take this all the way to high school. And we've already seen him dabble in what curriculum colleges uh, can uh, can teach. So this is again government overreach. Thy name is. Ron DeSantis. Mm. Um, what about sex ed? Yeah. So is that one thing that like I watched that teen mom show a lot of casting done Oof. from Florida. Uh, so do we just what what They're about not I went to it. Catholic school? We got sex ed in sixth grade. Right. It was a conservative Catholic school. Mm-hmm. I think so the kids just aren't going to get it. I think it's going to be sixth grade, but it's probably going to be very, you know, controlled. Well, you can't and- have a classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity. I feel like an orientation would also be straight. Right. It's right. sexual you, orientation. You might be right, Ben. So how do you teach sex ed? <laughs> yeah. No, this is, again, just more big government overreach. Yeah. And I do, you know. Also, when it comes to STDs and and things of that nature within the gay community, maybe having sex ed is a good thing too. Yeah. yeah. They right? don't wait until you're 18 to, you know, they don't wait. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I did, but not on a choice. <laughs> Scientifically, they've already shown that abstinence does not help prevent any type of teenage pregnancies whatsoever. It's so almost like we have hormones starting real young around 13 and our bodies are like, you better fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then it turns but out if, it's Ron DeSantis. Yeah, but if you don't talk about it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Mm, Again, oh. as if nothing else is happening in Florida. These are, to your bold prediction, Mr. Irvine, uh-huh. why, again, DeSantis is losing by 30 plus points. She looks horrible. He I'm has, not a candidate yet. I'm not a candidate. <laughs> I'm not a candidate yet. These are the issues. He also is, uh, we'll get into it here in a second with Disney. Um, what's going on with that? These distractions. This mm. is a serious issue, but politically, I believe a distraction for DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to be talking about Disney mm-hmm. and the don't say gay bill. And that's going to be take up all the oxygen in his uh, rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And he should uh, truly, he is, he is drawing the water for himself to drown in here. And I think it's going to, again, prove in a general, he's way, way, too socially conservative, yeah. Per the Irvine prediction, oh, he's definitely going to sign this bill as long as his fingers aren't covered in pudding. Absolutely. <laughs> Where's my pen? Ah. <laughs> According to state representative, state rep, he's a Republican. His name is Adam Anderson. Ugh, hate him already. He says this bill promotes parental rights, transparency, and state standards in Florida schools. It requires that lessons for Florida students are age appropriate, focused on education, and free from sexualization and indoctrination. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks. Thank you. Yes. Indoctrination, a.k.a. sex education. <laughs> My kid can't add, Ron. I just want him to be able to add. <laughs> well, how about this? If I have two cups of pudding, I eat it with hey. three fingers. How many cups of pudding? That still's two. That still is two and three <laughs> dirty, dirty fingers. <laughs> According to John Harris Moyer, or Maurer, 
policy director of the Equality Florida. Uh, they said, the don't say LGBTQ law has already caused sweeping damage across the state. It was wrong when it was adopted and expanding it now is also the culture war continues uh, to reign supreme in Florida. And again, I don't see this benefiting Ron DeSantis, although there has been some polling data coming out regarding transgender folks. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was around 57% or so said that you are whatever birth gender you are. So I think Republicans are looking at some of the polling data and maybe they say, well, that's going to help us it's in a this nice culture topic war. To pick, right. But also, is that paramount when people go to the polls? No. I no. don't think it's, I don't think, I'm sure that there are single issue voters on the uh, trans rights issues, of course. But I also could, I, I just don't, I, I don't know how it's going to resonate at the polls. Yeah. I mean, again, like we've talked about, I think the GOP primary for next year's presidential contest is going to be a race to the right. And that is going to cost them the race to the middle when you have to pivot in the general election. And one of the areas where Ron DeSantis will be hit by people on the right for something they may perceive as a left-leaning policy. Ron DeSantis has just signed a bill uh, into law that gives a new board, he controls the power over Disney. So basically, wow. this new board has now the power to void any development agreements its predecessor body signed with Disney. Uh, under the bill, which passed uh, overwhelmingly by conservatives, by Republicans, right. um, it is the name of the board is the Central Tourism Oversight. Jesus Christ, the Central Tourism Oversight <laughs> District Board. That's nice and catchy. Uh, Fun acronym there. What do we got? It's Kadab. It's Kadab. Kadab. <laughs> That's really bad. The members of the Central Tourism Oversight District Board, which doesn't read like a small government initiative to me. No. <laughs> the members are appointed by Ron DeSantis himself. Ooh, boy. It can cancel any deals up to three months before the board's creation. Okay, so cancel culture is now law. Walt Disney has declined to comment. The well, he's in a freezer. Yes. The legislator formed the board in February. It replaced the Disney-controlled Reedy Creek Improvement District to oversee development of the 2,500 acres surrounding Walt Disney, effectively wrestling control from the company and handing it to Ron DeSantis. All of this, of course, is because... Uh, Disneyland had a couple of rainbow flags. I think. Uh -huh. <laughs> right, that's how it started. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. So what? Uh, again, to your point, a race to the right in a Republican primary. Right, but this, this will... is a. You could. I mean, they're, they're going to be calling him like Elizabeth. They're going to be like Ron Elizabeth Warren DeSantis. Right. They're already calling him DeSoros. Right. Oh, <laughs> De sanctimonious. That's, man, really that, that's a good one. Actually. This is. I think that this. Yeah. Fight with Disney is one of the main reasons why we're seeing his poll numbers just slip so drastically yeah, so fast. Because this is a race to the left in a way where it's, again, government control over a corporation. Uh, Justin Amash, former Republican congressman and libertarian congressman out of Michigan who's now retired, he uh, actually wrote a big piece about this as well, saying that everything that Ron DeSantis is doing right now is just proving Disney correct. It's just so stupid. Who yeah. wants to be, if you're on the campaign trail, you got people struggling, you got you know, as we were talking about with farmers, we got 10 year olds working at McDonald's and this right. guy's fucking starting to fight with with Mickey Disney. and Minnie Mouse. It, it just doesn't make any. Uh, I don't see how it makes any sense. Right. Whatsoever. It could be more of a winner in Florida itself, perhaps. But even then, 
You're talking about one of the biggest theme parks in the state. Just, uh, you know, what kind of carnage is this going to start? All I know is Disney maybe go someplace else. That's what the, Disney was saying. Like yeah. what they even had to dis- dispel rumors that they're moving to Georgia and different things like oh, that. Really? Because Ooh, that would be a good reason to go to Georgia. I, I, I predicted it before, but I think there's going to be a Disney in Vegas. It's coming. <gasps> oh, Disney Vegas. Well, mm. we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I can already get the acid. I feel like the acid's <laughs> tripping my brains right now. Pluto. Bro, we're going to have a fear and loathing in Las Vegas at the <laughs> Disney. With, with mouse ears. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. cool. Mm. I think I can hear louder. No. Wait, what? Dude, I think I can hear the satellites. What? I think there's just a disconnect with Ron. I think he's really appealing to a specific base because yeah. I because that's probably the only base he has any communication with 100%. and contact with. Like, sure. you know, the very rich people like what, what Travis just said. Um, maybe there's a certain base that totally he appeals to. Right. But the reality is yeah. what we talk about constantly and what you keep saying, as soon as this becomes national, as soon as you include not just the rich Florida friends of yours, right. you're not going to win, bud. It's not right. going to look good. Absolutely. It, and I, I really don't think it does look good. And I don't know, um, but I just have to assume there's Many people in Florida that are just tired of it. Mm. I mean, his last competitor, I believe it was Charlie Crist. Yeah, you beat him by a lot, 19 points. Crist was not a good candidate. No, and a former, former Republican. Go- well, and Crist was a former governor. So right. for a lot of Florida people, they're just like, well, we don't want to go yeah. backwards. Right. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, Ron did have a big win, but he ran against someone that I met with Kevin once. Kevin Barnett it was very cool. Oh, right. But it's not like he was a great candidate. He didn't win against, you know, it's between he and I believe Andrew Gillum. Right, was that the was, other one that was originally in and, 2018, uh, and that all imploded. Um, so he hasn't really been tested from quality candidates. I don't think. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, Ron DeSantis, he was a congressman around the Jacksonville area, and that's what led to his prominence. And then, you know, again, like we've talked about on this show, the thing that put Ron DeSantis over the top when he was running for governor of Florida was the Trump endorsement. Right, the sitting president at that time in 2018 gave him the bump that he needed to. Clear the Andrew Gillum Hill. Right. And that's what gave Ron DeSantis. But you can't then go try to out MAGA the MAGA God. No, you're not going to be able to. So anyway, that's just a little bit of updates, a little updates on what's going on with Ron DeSantis. Still the second closest person to Donald Trump, theoretically in a Republican primary, but it's not looking good for him. Of course, Donald Trump is uh, certainly a busy man right now. Oh. Uh, sitting through deposition after deposition after <laughs> deposition. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, well, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit more about Ohio. I just want to talk about this story because it didn't get a lot of uh, press in Columbus. There was a dude, he uh, threw a fire, he was firebombing a church 
in Guaga County. Giaga. Giaga County. <laughs> Giaga. It's Giaga. It's Giaga. I did go up there when I was campaigning for governor, and it's a mighty fun county, Giaga. His name is Eamon Penny. Uh, he is accused of going to the Community Church of Chesterland. That was of, on March 25th of this year. There he threw three, or he threw multiple Molotov, Molotov. cocktails at the building in an attempt to burn it down because they were going to have a drag show because they were going to have what the hell's wrong with these people just drink the vodka and sit at home i don't know thankfully no one was hurt um but between nazis marching and people firebombing good freaking grief Mm -hmm. what is wrong and of course we also have the story that seems to be getting press uh the u.s navy hired a drag queen for a recruitment recruitment drive yeah um, but I personally, if we could go like kill a bunch of these horribly theocratic social conservatives across the world in heels, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Right. Whatever you wear, I guess. Your job is to go kill people. You want to dress as a uh, do drag on the weekend. What do I care? <laughs> sure. What do I care? Also, it's the Navy. It's the gayest it's the, branch it's the of Navy. the military. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Of course. In the Navy. You can wear a high heels. <laughs> the dude, it's uh, Joshua Kelly. He identifies as non-binary. He was appointed uh, as the first of five Navy digital ambassadors. And uh, again, he's fighting for the country. You want to uh, do drag. You have the freedom to do drag. You've, he's, he's, he's putting his life literally on the line to defend his right to do drag. You think so, that I, I don't care. I think the army did this because it would get clicks on the Instagram oh. and it gets people looking at because rec- the recruitment recruitment numbers are really low. Right. Oh, we really? know this, right? So even the recruitment to be or the work the working numbers are low, the recruitment numbers are low. Yeah. How about we let ten year olds in the military, guys? What do you think? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get them in there. Let's see what these kids can do. You know, I do think that there is a uh, mistake that older people are making, being like, it's popular on TikTok. Not all platforms are going to read the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, it, this is this is a person, as you mentioned, in the Navy, and uh, they're defending our rights. And uh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Thank you for your service. One yeah. of your rights is to dress how you want. <laughs> yes. As long as you're not hurting anybody. This That's is what it. Kelly says. He says, from joining to 2016 and being able to share my drag experience on my off time with my fellow sailors has been a blessing. Uh, they say, thank you to the Navy for giving me this opportunity. I don't speak for the Navy, but simply sharing my experience in the Navy. Hoo-ha! And let's go slay. Double in Tundra, perhaps on the slay. Slay queen. (laughs) Slay. Also, the Navy is currently, uh, there is movement within the seas and the oceans, of course, all around. Uh, That's one of the areas that we've been watching when it comes to the lead up Mm. um, to the tent as the intentions increase between the United States, China, Mm. and Russia. China. Especially around Taiwan. Well, just lastly, let's get to the Supreme Court. So, uh, Irvine, it's not just Clarence Thomas. It turns out it's Chief Justice Roberts. Who's in charge of the ethics of the entire court. And Neil Gorsuch. So, there's three Supreme Court justices out of the nine. So, that's like a lot, right? It's a third of them. And it seems as if they are much more bought and sold than we thought. So, can you explain a little bit about what's going on with the other two justices Obviously, we have just found out that Ginny Thomas receives so much money yeah. from billionaires. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's not 
Why? Why? What Why? Do that? What's the, what's <laughs> the special? So fun. Ginny sucks. She's just fun. She's funny. She's just <laughs> so funny. I give her money because she's funny. Uh, perhaps it has something to do with Clarence Thomas. Also, when it comes to some of the uh, cases that the court has heard, certainly these billionaires know what they're paying for. Yes. Yes. So as we've covered with the ProPublica expose on Clarence Thomas, he has obviously been hanging out with billionaires, getting a lot of free vacations. Even a billionaire bought his mom's house and then kept letting his mom live there. Very weird. Um, so Clarence Thomas is compromised, but a lot of other articles have now come out showing that John Roberts and his wife have been taking a lot of money from different law firms that do bring business in front of the high court of How this land. How is that legal? It should not be, but that's the thing. Chief Justice Roberts, he is in charge of the ethics. So remember we played that Mitch McConnell clip when he was mm -hmm. talking about Clarence Thomas and how he he said he trusts uh, Chief Justice Roberts to handle these internal issues. Of course he does. This is how they handle these issues. They're all bought off. Wow. Neil Gorsuch, uh, in his case, he was trying to offload a 40-acre property in Colorado okay. right before he became a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. And then guess what? By becoming a Supreme Court justice, he got to offload that property right quick. And he did so to someone, again, who was part of a corporation that did have business in front of the court. Money laundering via real estate again? Eh, I don't know Land? if I can go that far yet. But it is certainly compromising uh, for a justice huh. to do so. And don't again, you, is, don't you, what about like recusing oneself? Oh, that'd like, be aren't nice. you, if you're a juror and you're like, nah, I actually can't be on trial here. Uh, I actually jerked off to Amber Heard eight times. Okay. Uh, so sir. I can't be here. I don't think that I was, was a jury framed. trial, but I was framed. Or I actually was a jury trial. Yeah, wasn't it? The, the, uh, <laughs> your, your joke hit. It, hurt, hit. it works. Yeah, yeah, it but works. it's like, even <laughs> there'll be a conflict of interest then, but the judge. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that, that you're hundred percent right. And I think as we've learned from Clarence Thomas, I think a, they don't think anyone's going to find out because yeah. they just don't disclose. You're supposed to, but they, they don't. don't. Yes. If Roberts isn't going to disclose. And he's not disclosing. Yeah. And then who's policing the policeman? Exactly. And it's like, so, so case ridiculous. B, in their brains, I do think they don't think they're doing anything wrong. And that's why there's a refusal to recuse. And again, they they just assume this stuff won't even come up. I do want to make one more point Please. Um, made by my salient friends over at the Ohio Capital Journal. Uh, they pointed out that cases for political bribery yeah. have been brought in front of this exact Supreme Court, these men that we were speaking of, Gorsuch, Roberts, Thomas, and uh, in particular case of the governor of Virginia, a fellow named Bob McDowell, I believe his name okay. was, him and his wife were found guilty of bribery because they took money from a guy and then they tried to get his products into the state government and it didn't work, but they were found guilty of bribery because they took all that money. But then when they took this case in front of the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court said, aha, no, you must have committed an official act, meaning all the money that the guy oh. gave him, they need to get him something official, which they never successfully did. And so they were uh, eventually that that was um, overturned by the Supreme wow. Court. But that means we now have the Supreme Court setting the standard and the right. precedent for what is political bribery, while they themselves could be very well knee deep in it. Oh, Lord. Why don't people trust the government institutions? <laughs> I don't know. Mitch McConnell does. He trusts them to do the right thing. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I, 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 what can be done? There's some conversation of possible impeachment, but that doesn't seem to be politically moving whatsoever forward. Right. And then it's a lifetime appointment. It's a lifetime appointment. And yeah, internally, so, ethics wise, Justice John Roberts, he runs the whole thing. So. I. All right. Well, there you go. So. It's just insane. Uh, what? It's just insane how it's become. Le 
just because it's legal, I guess, doesn't yeah. mean it's moral or right and doesn't mean it's not bribery. Right. And that's the big problem with these billionaires influencing the nine people, specifically at least three of them that we know. Right. Uh, that um, that they are interpreting the law because they yes. don't make the law. They don't write mm-hmm. the laws. They don't enforce the laws, but they sure as hell interpret them. Interpreting is right. And it, it, it yeah. ha- quotes legal. That's what bothers me the most. It's not that it's quotes legal. It's that it's not illegal yet. And that's right. what they're skirting. And that's what bothers me so much. Mm-hmm. And they know that. Because they, again, what I'm doing, it, it's not illegal. It's not, no, it's, you're, ugh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And even if the Virginia legislature changed their laws to make it so that former governor did commit a crime, they could still interpret it in a way that would work around the actual legality of it. Seems so, like one of the 50 shades of gray. Oh, well, that's America, baby. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Travis, you want to give a shout out? I got to give a shout oh, okay. out to Jimmy, who works Are over you, at Standing Room Every time room someone says only. that they let you just, okay, Jimmy. Okay, go on. Well, Jimmy is the sound okay. guy over at Standing Room Only. It's okay. Byron Allen's company, production company, and I was on a court TV show. Be on the lookout for that in six to eight weeks, everybody. <laughs> I will be on court TV. I don't say anything again. My good. second time on court TV. Good, good. But shout out to Jimmy. He's the audio guy over there. He recognized my voice and then came and said hi. So shout out to Jimmy, the audio guy. Absolutely. Thanks, Fantastic. Jimmy. Fantastic. What a last <laughs> Thanks name. Thanks for listening. Long last name. Must be Polish. Well, the you know, audio it comes guy. from the, the, the audio long- guy. guy. <laughs> The long line of audio guys. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening, including you, Jimmy. Yeah. All right. Hail yourselves, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.